TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We are down to the final three minutes before the NBA trade deadline, which is 3 o'clock Eastern time. We'll give you a very special countdown when we're within 30 seconds. This has been a very busy day for the Knicks and really a busy deadline for the Knicks because I would include OG on an OB trade as part of that push towards the trade deadline. Granted, it happened a month ago. But that was one of the big additions that the Knicks made and really changed the complexion of this roster when they decided to trade R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly for O.G. Ananobi and Precious Achua and Malachi Flynn, who then got flipped today as part of the trade that brings in Boyan Bogdanovich and brings back Alec Burks. So the Knicks, behind Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, their two quote-unquote stars, they have kind of refit the roster around them. It fits better. And they've just improved themselves. And they've done it without surrendering any first-round picks. Not one first-round pick was traded by the New York Knicks during their acquisitions of those gentlemen we just mentioned, OG Ananobi, Boyan Bogdanovich, and, of course, Alec Burks. How many do they have? A lot. Like eight? Eleven? Now, now a lot of them are Fugazi because some of them are like buck picks. One's a Detroit pick that's protected. So... What those draft picks actually turn into, and I always joke sometimes in the NBA, a lot of these picks, they're just just candy. What the hell is it? You don't even know what it's going to be, especially if it's late in a draft or if it's in a lousy draft like this upcoming draft. This upcoming draft is not projected to be a really good draft. So if you're picking 27th, what the hell is that? I can't even look at this. I can't even think of who the best player coming in to the NBA is. No, and that's a real change from the old days. In the old days, Nick fans would be fantasizing about that and wanting losses to get more lottery it's, balls. It's definitely not a college player. It's got to be some, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, probably probably someone from overseas. <laughs> probably not. Because <laughs> I have no idea. No, you're right. So the Knicks improved their roster. The Nets, on the other hand, traded Spencer Dinwiddie to the Toronto Raptors for <laughs> Dennis Schroeder and for Thaddeus Young. They traded Royce O'Neal for two, two second-round picks. The Nets are a rudderless franchise that has absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing. They've got their heads straight up their ass, and they don't have a plan. The Knicks have a plan. The Nets don't have a plan. Two 18-year-olds from France. Yeah. 30, yeah. 29, <laughs> you hear that? 28, That's our countdown. 27, 26, 25, We are counting down until zero. When we hit zero, the trade deadline will have passed. And the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks will be done with the moves that they've made. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we get down to the final ten, let's enjoy this moment together like it's New Year's. And we forgot. And no, you gotta let her count. Come on. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. <laughs> oh boy, riveting. The deadline has passed, ladies and gentlemen, and your New York Knicks have officially acquired. OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Alec Burks. Your Brooklyn Nets are a rudderless mess that's sinking to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> DeJounte Murray stays in Atlanta. LeBron James stays in L.A. 
Evan's dumb prediction from a month ago about Steph Curry asking out. Well, that never happened. He's a warrior. We've made it through trade deadline 2024. How's it feel? You feel good? Yeah, it feels exciting. You, you want to made it so so thrilling for me. Yeah. <laughs> you want a quick roundup of some things in the last minute? Yeah, yeah, round it up, baby. All right, let's round it up, baby. First of all, Robin Lopez has been traded to the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> They're planning on waving Robin Lopez, so maybe go ahead, bring him home. Okay. Uh, according to Shams, to avoid a 1.5 million upcoming contract bonus for games played, the Raptors are planning to waive Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> <laughs> so he is now out of the market. Uh, and I have to go back and find the tweet, but the 76ers, okay, they are trading Jaden Springer to the Celtics for a second round pick. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Day. Wow. Yes, a lot of mid trades. Yeah, kind of nothing exciting happened. I mean, up to the moment. I mean, up to the moment. Yeah, and look, it was it was a very mid NBA trade deadline. But here's what's beautiful about sports: when something exciting happens, like a trade deadline passes, it's you quickly move your head to what's next. What's next? Well, let me tell you what's next. Today's February eighth. March first is a huge day in the NBA because March first is the deadline for you to be on a roster so you can be eligible for mm-hmm. the postseason. So Sean kind of alluded to it. You are now about to see players bought out. Some of those players were acquired via trade, like Spencer Dinwiddie, like Robin Lopez. Others are currently on a roster, like Kyle Lowry, maybe DeMar DeRozan. And so that's the next level of this move towards the playoffs. Now, one thing you need to keep in mind, if you are a team that is above the first tax apron, you are not eligible to sign guys that we're making above the mid-level exception as a buyout. So what that means, let me give you this in layman's terms. These teams I'm about to mention are unable to sign a lot of the guys I just mentioned because those guys made more money. Some of those teams are competing directly with the New York Knicks. The Knicks are not one of those teams. Right. I repeat, they are not one of those teams. What, two and a half under it? Correct. So they will be eligible to sign anybody in this buyout market. But here are the teams that you can rule out. Now, the only thing we may need to keep an eye on is if these figures have changed because of the trade deadline. They may have. The Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets, Mm. the Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Phoenix Suns. So the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Heat, Eastern Conference teams you're competing with, would be uneligible to sign guys that were making more than $12.4 million. So, the next deadline for you Nick fans is, who do you want? Who are you going to get? Does bringing back Robin Lopez as a backup five make a little bit of sense? Not with Mitch coming back. Not with Mitch coming back, you're right. And not with the fact that you have Taj Gibson, and you've got Precious Achua who can play the five as mm-hmm. well. Does Kyle Lowry make sense as a backup point guard? I like saying his name, but no. I'll tell you why I don't think it makes sense. I think Kyle Lowry is destined to go to another team. And I'll tell you exactly what that team is. The Philadelphia 76ers, who were able with this trade deadline to make sure they're under the tax apron. So Kyle Lowry probably ends up in Philly. Does DeMar DeRozan get bought out? Would he be a candidate? And then I should mention, because he's, you know, just, I'll just mention him, Spencer Dinwiddie is about to be bought out. <laughs> and I did mention yesterday on the show that as much as I may not like it, Spencer Dinwiddie is a backup point guard, a shot creator. <laughs> he sort of could make sense. Yeah, except for I remember sitting at a Knicks game or a Nets game with you yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the one thing that you said was 
Get Spencer Dinwiddie off the court. <laughs> I don't want to see him. He's not going to make shots when it matters. So you're just, that's a complete troll job. No, 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 you're no. You're sending him to us so you can troll us. First of all, it's the opposite. I would not want to see Spencer Dinwiddie on the Knicks for emotional reasons. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes when you're in a bad situation and you're on a bad team, and the Nets are in a bad situation, they're a bad team, and clearly Jacques Vaughn just lost Spencer Dinwiddie at the end, I think that a change of scenery can help you. Mm-hmm. And I do think that... Spencer Dinwiddie in a contending situation, whether it's the Knicks or anywhere else, I think will perform a lot better than what he performed in Brooklyn. So I don't want to see that. It's the opposite of a troll. It would pain me. It would not be something I want to see. But that's the next thing to keep an eye on, that the Knicks can be players in this buyout market. And those are some of the names. There'll be more. But some of the names of guys that can be available over the next week or so. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. But the key date to keep an eye on is March 1st. Right. And it look, this has been a fun deadline leading up to it, going all the way back to the OG trade because it started then. Actually, it started way before that because there was so many moves that happened uh, before the season even got started. But the trade deadline is over. The most important thing for the Knicks, though, is health. All this, all yep. these moves that we're talking about, and, yes. you know what Alec Burks brings or Bojan bring, or Bo, or Bojan brings. All that doesn't matter if Jalen Brunson is banged up or hampered for an extended amount of time with an ankle injury, or if Julius Randle's shoulder capsule is so jacked up that he has to opt for surgery. I think even more importantly, if OG Ananobi's bone spurs which, you know, we don't know what the medical option is. We know what the medical opinion is right now, which is just kind of rest, and we'll get evaluated in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Uh, if the, if all of those things don't resolve themselves, yeah. the Knicks aren't going anywhere. 100%. Aren't going anywhere. The, the so key, health is the most important thing. I completely agree with you, but one thing And you, I thought you mentioned Mitch. Yeah. Mitch has got to get back healthy and, and back on the court. I don't think he's as much of a they need him to go as far as they possibly can. Julius Randle, to me, is the ultimate key, and OG Ananobi shortly after that. Because Julius is that second star. And look, I said this earlier, the answer to the question of how far this organization can go, it revolves around which Julius Randle plays in the playoffs. But you brought something up uh, about a week ago when we saw this OG injury start to become more concerning. And obviously the concern around the Julius injury. And that was... Can they survive without those guys? And here's the good news, and I used this date last week. I'm going to use it again for for certain reasons. March 15th. I think it's important to get Randall back around the middle of March, to get OG back in the middle of March. And I think for two reasons. Middle of March? Yeah, that's the date where I would be concerned I mean, if it's after that. That's a month. That. Yeah, I think they could be fine in a month, though. Like, I think that based on who they're playing on their schedule and based on the additions they just added – I think the Knicks are fine for a month plus. Yeah, but I, I they'll think, win games. They'll but be fine. I, I think if OG Julius Randle less so because that shoulder injury, you just never know. You don't know, and we talked about this before when it first happened. You don't know how the ligament is gonna is gonna heal. You don't know what kind of impact stiffness or or lack of lack of mobility that's gonna have. It's not a shooting shoulder, so I guess it's okay. But still, he bangs people. Yeah, Julius is a bang. He's not. 
He's not sitting around the perimeter fading away. No. And so And you need him to be bully Julius, yes. Need, exactly. Right. Because that's where his that's where his strength is. That's where he started to develop like his edge in this game. But if OG with a with elbow inflammation because of a bone spur mm-hmm. is out for a month. Yes. Then I'm really worried, especially because this is a pre-existing condition. Well, but well, well, hold on, hold on. What I'm saying, though, I want to be clear, is that the reason March 15th is my date of concern is, A, I think you want to have time to guys, for guys to get back and mm-hmm. get back into NBA shape and also connect with some of their newer teammates so that there's no chemistry issues. I'm not saying, like, if he's out for a month, I'm more concerned about his injury. Yeah. I don't know when he the hell he's going to come back. I'm merely saying that I think for the next month plus, because March 15th is more than a month from now, it's February 8th. Now, you do have an all-star break that eliminates a week. I think schedule-wise, the Knicks will be fine. They are playing a crap ton of home games up until March 15th, which is the date I'm using. So, A, I think they can be fine in winning games without both Julius and OG for the next month plus. But the other reason that date is important is I think you want guys back with a month of spare mm-hmm. before you get to the postseason because I don't think it's ideal for Julius Randle to walk through that door on April 12th and say I'm good right. to go because no, is he really going to be good yeah, to go? No, that's logical. Playing shape is kind of an overrated thing because these guys are always going to be in some sort of shape, but being able to play is different. And that's why that's why I look at March 15th as that date. A, the schedule stiffens. Right, and then B, you just want those guys back. Like you don't want to have to be sitting here and saying, "Well, I may be ready for Game Three." Because if you're saying that about Julius Randle, like if Julius's next game is Game Three of the Eastern Conference first round, right? If that's the next time he plays, what Julius Randle are you getting? You have no idea. You have no idea. That just shows you you're right. probably getting a guy who's injured. Now you're in trouble. Who's just pushing his way back? So that's why, to me, I think you can be fine for the next month because of trades like this. But, yes, you're ultimately right, Tiki, to get as far as this roster can go, which, by the way, I agree with you. I don't think they're a finals team, but to get as far as they can potentially go with this head coach, with this roster, with what they have, they need these guys healthy. And that's going to be the big question over the next month plus. Let's get back to your calls. Chris is in Monmouth County. What's up, Chris? Evan and Tiki, thanks for taking the call. What's up, dude? Evan, you know I'm always against you in the most wonderful way. But I got to tell you, I'm on Team Evan today. And this is this is like I've called for years. Tiki, your pessimism and realism of the Knicks is blended together today in a way where I think you're taking the crown from Evan as the lead Nick hater. You come off. Why am I hating? So... Let me just tell you right now, and I said this to Tommy when I called in. We are now the Miami Heat of last year. In the playoffs, we did not lose to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. We lost to Caleb Martin. We lost to Max Struess. We lost to Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, even a pesky Calliope off the right. bench. Kevin Love with the threes. Cody Zeller banging down there. Him and Julian, Julius fighting. We are now positioned to compete in the playoffs. Health aside, we were healthy. That's what these trades were. There are no splashes. We're not getting LeBron. We're not getting Kevin Durant. We're not getting Giannis. We're not getting uh, the guy from the from, uh, Kawhi Leonard. That's the splash. DeJounte Murray. Oh, my God. I can't sleep tonight. I didn't get DeJounte Murray. <laughs> he wants to be traded. Oh, my God. I need to get Clarkson from the Utah Jazz, who cares more about his hairdo. Give me a break. Let me just tell you right now, Evan, one thing I'll disagree with, we are a finals team. Why not? The Milwaukee Bucks fired the coach midseason. They're the worst defense in the league, basically. Yeah, they're going to rise to the occasion, but they got swept in the first round mm-hmm. last year. Uh, and B is out. 
stop with this Nick hatred. You're the, on New York radio. You're on New York That's radio. That's not this Nick hatred, Nick. by the way. Me saying Let's I don't go next. think they're going to the NBA Finals is not hatred. That's not fair. I've complimented what they did today. I like what they did today. Not only because they're better today and they're closer to being that team you envision today, but because they maintain that flexibility for getting a starter in the offseason if one becomes available. But I, I guess I guess the difference between you and I, and maybe the difference between me and some Nick fans, is I am not looking at Milwaukee and writing them off because of Glenn Rivers' issues in the postseason over the last few years. I'm not simply writing them off because their defense has struggled this year. I'm not simply writing them off because they've lost four out of five since Rivers took over. That's too early to do something like that. That's too knee-jerk to do something like that. But it is alarming. Sure. And, and so from a Knicks, stand, Knicks fan standpoint, this does feel like a season where anything could happen, especially when you see what Boston is. Boston's the best team in the East right now. Yes. At least by record. But they'll lose games to, say, like the Lakers, who don't even play Anthony Davis or LeBron James. Right, So things happened this year that make it feel like there isn't a dominant team. I agree with you. In, in the East. And I so, think a decade ago when the Knicks had their other really good team, that 54-win team, you were dealing with a behemoth. Yeah. That Miami team was never going down. You are facing a conference right now where every team has their own set of right. questions. Everybody's flawed in some way or and another. So, and by the way, so are the Knicks. Of course. Like, of we talk about Joel Embiid going down. But if it's every, if everybody's flawed, then that means that no one has a real advantage. I, and so anything can happen, especially in a seven-game series. And so for Nick fans, that means all we got to do is be marginally better than we were a week ago or two weeks ago exactly. or three weeks ago. And this trade deadline makes them that. Exactly. Right? That's why I support but, what they did because they just got better. Right. I could see that. But the only thing that, that, I, that now I look at is health. It's, it's the most concerning thing. With this team going forward. No doubt. And it's the same question Philly's facing with Joel Embiid and when he comes back. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing the Knicks are facing. If they are going to get where Chris thinks they can go, and maybe the majority of Knicks fans think they can go, I I try to get a read on Knicks fans. I put a poll out like a week and a half ago. So it's before the trades were made. And obviously before the new concerns with injuries. On, you think you're a finals team? You think you're a legitimate title contender? Or are you just a really good plucky team? And the majority of people said we're just a really good plucky team. But 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 that this year that could win. It could, it could. Yeah, if everything breaks right, yes. And as Chris just said, the Miami Heat, that's who they were last year. Well coached with a star or at least a postseason star. No, but, well, hold on. Hold on. That, that there's something you said though. That, that I need to push back on. On they Spolster were a, being a good coach. Yeah, Eric Spolster's a great coach. Okay, he's, great, one of, he's okay. a Hall of Fame great. coach. A great coach. Is Tom Thibodeau? Sorry that I underestimated him. Is Tom great. Thibodeau? He hasn't proven to be. Is he yet. a Hall of Fame coach? No. He's, he's a very good coach, a great regular is. season coach. Of course he is. But until you win one, you, you're just Bruce Arians was just a very good coach until he went and won coach of the year and then a super, couple Super Bowls. No, I'll give you another guy, by the way, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, same way. <laughs> Even maybe more so because his career was so damn long. Andy Reid was a coach for 20 years before he won a Super Bowl. So yeah, it, until you do, you can't even think about being called a great coach. Bolster is a great coach. You're right. But their roster wasn't perfect by any stretch last year until they got to the postseason and started playing above themselves. There are three head coaches off the top of my head that you may have to compete with in the postseason that are championship head coaches. Eric Spolster is one of them. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse is another of them. Mm-hmm. I know we're all forgetting about Philadelphia because of the Embiid injury. He mm-hmm. could come back. Maybe he's back before Julius Randle. 
And this is going to pain a lot of people, but the other head coach that's a championship head coach is Glenn Rivers. Yeah. Granted, it was a very long time ago. I know, but you forget it almost. <laughs> and granted, he's lost his doctorate during that time, hence why I call him Glenn. But he did win an NBA title. But we look at superstars all the time. I'm sorry, Jason Tatum still has to prove himself in the playoffs. Giannis, in my opinion, still does. Embiid, if he gets back on the court, still does. So when you look at superstars' top five players, there are a lot. Honestly, give me Jimmy Butler over all of them when the lights are bright. Well, so, Jimmy's been to two well, NBA finals. I mean, Jason's been to one in NBA the playoffs. Finals. So Joel can't get out of the second round. Rip let's, it out let's of your let's stomach. Evaluate this word superstar for a second. I know. It's it's so, so, right, it is because is Jalen is is is. I mean, you talk about guys who get to the to the to the ultimate stage, and then they don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are they really superstars? Well, no, no. Here's the way you guys. I think you have to start this conversation. How many superstars are there? And, no, forget the number. No, but that matters but because think, then how deep are we going? If the game is there's 20 different superstars, then yeah, there's, there's a ton of them. If there's only five superstars, and that's the way I've always thought of the word, that the superstar means you're not just a star. Well, so the you're question, super. Well, that's a short number. Is, 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 it, is, it ever, is it everlasting? If you, if you earn the moniker, mm-hmm. so if you are Giannis, since I just happen to be looking at him, he wins multiple MVPs, he wins his NBA title, He's having a bad year. Is he still a superstar? Yeah, because his bad year is still superstar. Right. Superstar is a reason if you sit down and you get offered tickets, oh, I can go see so-and-so. So I don't know what the number is. That's, that's tough to quantify. So that's, a that's tough what answer. I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think, to your point, there may be only five Hall of Famers playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. A superstar, there could be 25 of them. Like, I, look, think, tonight, I think that's the, bigger, that's the bigger question. right? It, it, are you a Hall of Famer? Yes. Right? LeBron's a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh Giannis is a Hall of Famer. Durant, Steph Durant, Curry. Steph Curry. These guys were superstars, and probably some of them still are, but they're Hall of Famers. When you look at, like, Jason Tatum, people will call him a superstar because he's he's elite. His talent is unbelievable. Right. But he hasn't done it in the moment. But, 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 but what does that mean? Like, tonight, I, tonight in I'm Brooklyn, talking, the Nets I'm, are playing the Cavs. Is no, Donovan Mitchell a superstar? No. Why? He scored 50 in a playoff game. Is that uh, not doing something? Okay, okay, but he hasn't won a championship. I know, no, no. He hasn't I, risen to the occasion. So you got to win a championship. I, Maybe not, but here's what, here's what I'm saying. When <laughs> when Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics get to whatever stage they get to, and then yes. he short circuits, no. not like the team, like him, he short circuits. Are we really saying he's a superstar? Oh no, no, look. It's, and so because when I think about the superstar, I think about oh, look at LeBron. You know, back when Cleveland, he's Davis never short circuited in the ne- finals. Oh, I mean, he has, but he's also been <laughs> um, elite and no, unbelievable. He hit both sides of the court I, in the finals. Here's Same the thing reality. with Giannis. Same thing with KD. Same thing with Steph. Yeah. Like these guys have done it when it mattered. It ultimately mattered. Not yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna score fifty in the second round playoff. You know, or the or the conference finals. Right, right. Do it when it matters. No, no, don't, I, don't succumb to the I, pressure. I think the truth in all of this is it's such a stupid word. It is a and dumb it's word. Thrown that's out why, constantly. That's, that's why I brought it up. No, because no, everybody it, says it. Right. And, well, you can't beat the Boston Celtics because Jason Tatum's a superstar. Well, is he? No. And the way I phrased it last week was not superstar, top five player. Because let's get specific on what wins in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it takes. An anomaly to win an NBA championship without a top five player. Right. Jokic, so we're Jokic playing. is a superstar. Yeah. yeah. Well, forget and superstar. A top, and a top five player. No, no, forget. See, take the word and out. And a champion. <laughs> top five player. Because, again, superstar is an undefiable thing. If there's 20 superstars in the NBA, you know, what the hell does that mean? Like, if I go to Brooklyn tonight, am I watching a superstar in Donovan Mitchell? He's a star. 
Is he a superstar? But he can't play like a top five player in the playoffs. You just need to play like a top five player yeah. to win a title, which we see from Jimmy Butler, which I think we will see from Jalen Brunson. But wait, hold on. Jimmy Butler is an exception, I think, in this. And the reason I say that is because Jimmy Butler is the rare guy who I wouldn't argue is a top five player in the NBA. I don't even think you could make the argument. No, he's top 15, top 20. But you can make the argument that come playoff time, right. he, he's a different guy. He's That's a top why five he's player. playoff Jimmy. So, so but we, most guys are not like that. So let's 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 bring this circ- full circle with the with the net with the Knicks. Not the Nets. With the Knicks. <laughs> Please. <laughs> who, who is their top five player? When it, when I don't it, think Jalen Brunson is a top five player. When it comes to the moment, when it comes to first round, second round, Championship. Well, Jalen's their best player. And so, if it's not, do they really have a chance to win? Well, that's been my point. That it is. It doesn't happen. Like you have to go back a ways away to find the last time a team won an NBA title. Look, Jokic won it last year, top five player. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry year before, top five player, maybe top ten player in the history of the sport. If you want to go back further, Giannis, top five player. Yep. Before that, in the bubble, LeBron, all time great. Before that, Kawhi, top five player. Before that, Steph and Durant on the same team, Mm -hmm. top five players. Before that, LeBron James. And well, yeah, that was Kyrie. That was Kyrie, but it's LeBron James. So it is very, very difficult to do that. But here's the point in terms of where they are right now, that couldn't be changed on February 8th. No. The stars are where they are for now. Now, what we've learned about the NBA is those stars realign every couple of years, and maybe they will during the offseason. You never know in this sport. So all you can do is change yourself on the margins. And I would argue that the New York Knicks improved themselves on the margins more than any other team in this sport over the last 48 hours and certainly over the last month and a half when you include the OG trade. Do I think they're a title contender? No. Do I think they're better today and closer today than they were yesterday? Absolutely. You want some good news as a father, Evan? Yes. Out of L.A., there's initial optimism within the Lakers organization and being able to land Spencer Dinwiddie. The Lakers are going to push hard to sign him. Good. Send him to L.A. I'll never see him again. <laughs> Let's go to Shamark in Buffalo. What's up, Shamark? Son. Oh, guys, I've been dying to get through. Tiki, you and Sal are just driving me nuts today. First Uh-oh. of all, Sal and yeah. Tiki are the same. What, do they both want to trade Pete Alonso because he's a listen, douche? Listen. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. First of all, Tatum and Brown have played each other for six years. They have not won yet. Uh, Embiid have played with, with Jimmy Butler. He played with Harden. He hasn't even gotten to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. The Knicks need uh, to get to the conference finals. They don't need – we would love to get a championship this year. We all know it's not happening. Rose had to make a deal, as as Evan said many times, to get them to the next level for sustainability. But I also would argue the reason why this this trade was so important is because Jalen Brunson didn't get hurt the other day because, um, you know, uh, uh, Adam in the game's wrong. He got hurt because he's playing too many minutes because without Randall in there and with OG being hurt, they put in too much on this guy. They can't depend on Grimes and McBride and, and, and Josh Hart to score 18 points a game. You know, Devinjo, uh, Devin, whatever. Yeah, and, and big ragu, big ragu. Dante, Dante. They needed this this trade to give them some 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 leverage for the next you know couple of weeks until Randall get back for some for you know for some points off the bench take pressure off of Brunson so he could maybe play a few less minutes and then hopefully when Randall and you know hopefully Mitchell comes back and OG comes back this team can make it to the finals and I believe that for this reason the same way that people talked about the Jets and the uh, and the Bills having this window because the Mahomes is playing bad because the Chiefs play bad in the in the Burrow injury. I look at it the same way with the Embiid injury and the way that the Bucks have been playing. I see there's a window for the Knicks to get to that next level, which to me is getting past the second round into the conference finals, and then we could work on the finals 
the next yeah. year because getting that second star doesn't guarantee anything. Ask the Sixers. Ask the Celtics. It doesn't guarantee you anything. By the way, thank you for not mentioning my team with that. <laughs> Get the second star. How about the third star? I think it's funny. At the beginning of this season, I said to you, and it's something I said very similarly about the Giants. I made the exact same comment about mm-hmm. the Giants. I said it about the Knicks. And that is, when you get somewhere in the previous season, you got to get a step further. If you don't get a step further, it feels it like feels it was like a, a failure, even yeah. if it wasn't. And I remember saying that about the Giants. Like, right. you guys got to the division around. If you can't get at least there, season's a failure. We all know the way the season went. And I said that about the Knicks. Like, you got to the semis. You got one step away from the conference finals. And I think where me and the Nick fan are now on the same page, even if we disagree about the outcome, is that there is a bar, ladies and gentlemen, and that bar is pretty obvious. This team needs to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. If they are not in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I don't even think it matters who you get matched up with in the second round, there will be disappointment. And the reason why you should be proud with a statement like that, and I hope you agree with me about this, is that that shows you where you are now. You're no longer happy to be there. Mm-hmm. You're no longer maybe we're a little plucky. There are expectations. And I think those expectations now for you are get me to the conference finals. And I laid out the route that I would feel better about. I wouldn't want to play Milwaukee or Boston on that route to the conference finals. Let me have to beat one of them as opposed to both of them. But there is no doubt that what they did today gets them closer to that goal, even if I don't happen to think they're going to get there. Let's go to Brian and Jackson. What's up, Brian? What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing today? I'm good. good. What's up? Um, first of all, Evan, the love you have for the Knicks, it's unfathomable. What? I love? Love? Let's go, Knicks. Love. Deep down, deep, but uh, I want to get your opinion. If P.J. Tucker gets bought out in L.A. because supposedly he's not too happy out there, yeah. you think the Knicks take a run at him? I mean, here's the thing about P.J. Tucker. He defends. He's plucky. He's a pain in the ass. He's a dog, so Lugie would love him. He's a massive dog. He's a me- But he's also like a real dog now, too, because he's shooting like 20% from three. He's had an <laughs> awful, awful season offensively. He's not a threat at all anymore, and he used to be to a smaller degree. I don't know how much he has left. I think if you added P.J. Tucker, if I'm being honest with you, I think during this moment where guys are banged up, oh, he could get man. some burn. Dude, he's 39. Yeah, he's washed. <laughs> yeah. If you could get the old P.J. Tucker back, he'd be great. He yeah, could I hit the corner I, three. I, I just looked it up. I, thought, I was expecting to see like 36 or something. No, 36. Nine. 39. Oh, your age. I thought you meant shooting from no, three. No, 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 His age, how old he is. I was like, he's been around for a long now, time. I think Maybe he, not that long. No, I he's think, been around forever, dude. Dude, on a buyout, playing five minutes a night right now, sure, no problem. It's not a difference maker. He's not... I brought this up the other day about the test. Close your eyes. Five minutes to go in a playoff game. He ain't on the floor. No. I can tell you that right now. No. But look, P.J. Tucker, he's a pest. He's a pest defensively. And right now he's miserable. So the Clippers should buy him out because he doesn't play, and it doesn't look like he's good anymore. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing. I hate P.J. Tucker. I hate him with a passion. Why? Why? Because he's a pain in the butt? Because he was the the, the individual defender against Kevin Durant during that Milwaukee series three years ago. Get over it. Come on. No, you don't get over this, Luke. You're smarter than that. Get over over the Yankees, Luke. Get over the Yankees. You're a Met fan who hates the Yankees, right? it wasn't P.J. Get over them. That's so different. Oh, it's different? Yes, it is. Shut your mouth. You never get over it. You know that. No, no, no. But it's different when it comes to the Yankees. No, I can get not. over the Royals. No, I can't get over the Yankees. You yes, never, it is. You never get over the scars. And by the way, it wasn't about him guarding Durant. He was just a pest and a bleep bleep um, the entire series. Yeah, guarding Kevin Durant. Right. He was in his head all the time. You guys weren't tough. Let's go to, well, that's another story. Let's go <laughs> to the conference final, Louis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's go to Gil and Union. What's up, Gil? 
Hey, what's up, guys? Love this show, man. Uh, hey, you're emotional, man, but I love you. But I think sometimes you need a, t- a testosterone patch. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> hey, listen, Tiki, HOF all the way. But look, Brooke Lopez is out there. You get him. You get Robin. Him, Robin. 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 You, uh, Robin. My bad. Rob. Yeah, you yeah. know, the Brooke, the Lopez guys. But anyway. <laughs> OG, One of those twins. <laughs> exactly. With OG's, uh, with OG's elbow, I mean, uh, you know, elbow and uh, Julius's shoulder, uh, you you get that guy, man. Because when they come back, that's not an elite move. But when you get that guy back and you have that rotation, yeah. especially the way Thibodeau likes to run his guys, yeah. that's what you need right there. That could be yeah. the move that gets you over the top. I don't, th- I don't think he, I don't think Robin gets you over the top, but I no, think he's, he's a body. Even, he's not even playing that much right now. He, once a Nick, always a Nick, by the way. I think he's just a body, but it does feel like Mitch is on his way back. And having Mitch and Ihart as your two fives right. certainly makes you feel pretty good, especially about their defense and killing teams on the glass. The buyout guy, and I don't think you're going to get him. But the buyout guy I'd still be intrigued by, despite these trades, is Kyle Lowry. Like, that veteran leadership, mm-hmm. that ability to take a charge. Has played in big games, yeah. winner. No doubt. Like, I don't think he's going to come here. My guess is he just ends up with the Sixers. But I know it's removed by many, many years, but you got that Nova connection. I do think that <laughs> that's the move that, if I'm the Knicks, I'd be most intrigued by. I'm just not sure if it's out there. Everything Tiki on the fan coming up in 22 minutes. I'm kind of nervous, kind of excited, but mostly nervous. Sean will get to make a big show decision because he beat me in pickleball a week ago. If I won, I was going to be able to shave this miserable beard off, but I didn't in controversial fashion. And Sean won, so he does get to make a big show decision. Tiki is aware of said show decision. Mm-hmm. He's very excited about it. He likes it. He thinks Lugie's going to hate it. And he thinks, I may like it, but I may hate it as well. well. I think he's going to hate it, Loogie, because Sean's making it. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a bad what, precedent. That's all it comes down to. I understand. And you think ultimately I will hate this as well, or I will like this decision? No, I think you'll like this. I will like it. Okay. Well, you, then, you might have been the catalyst for it. I may be the catalyst for it? Yes. All right. Well, we'll find out <laughs> coming think, up at 4 o'clock. Right? I think after I think about it, you were the catalyst for this. I'm the catalyst. Okay. Just well, giving some hints. I'll put all the pieces together, as we all will, at 4 o'clock when we hear this big show decision. Now, I heard something. I cannot take credit for this because I heard this idea. I was listening to the Ringer NFL podcast, and I mm-hmm. want to give them all the love on this. They had an MVP of the Super Bowl draft. And I heard that and said, I so want to have an MVP of the Super Bowl draft. So I took that idea with with giving them credit, and I spruced it up a little bit. I changed a couple of things. So here are the rules. I've got every name in this bucket. Tiki, Sean, Lugie, and Evan. We're four people. I got all our names in a bucket. Whoever name is picked out, maybe we'll have Anthony Gallo pick the name out so it's fair, would get the first overall pick. And I think we would have a snake draft. So you pick one, two, three, four, and whoever's picking four, then it goes in that order for round two and then back for round three. I think because Mahomes is such a favorite that if you take Patrick Mahomes, your draft is over, and that's it. You get him. He's your guy. You got a very good chance to win, but you don't get to participate in rounds two, three, and four. Do you agree with that kind of feel yes, for Mahomes? I like that because if you get Mahomes, you're kind of cheating. <laughs> well, you are, but you aren't. Like you've got the guy most likely to win, but it's then the everyone else, but everyone else has four guys. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah, there's I four know. rounds to the draft. I know, but so for example, if you get the first overall pick, you may not want to take that. Mahomes. You might think the Niners are going to win, so right. you want Purdy. So you guys whatever. agree with that call? Yes, I do agree. 
Okay. Yes, I agree. So four rounds, who we think is going to win Super Bowl MVP. You cannot bet on this in the state of New York, but you can in the state of New Jersey, which is just another animal. So let's begin the draft. Let's do this thing, man. I got this big bucket. I got yeah. names in it. Uh, we need would, Gallo in here. Yeah, get Gallo so he can be fair. All right? <laughs> so you can't just pick one out and put it back. Now, I here. swear to God, I wrote down four names. Tiki, Sean, Evan, Lugie. They're in the bucket. The person whose name comes out that Anthony Gallo picks will be awarded the first overall pick. All right, Gallo. All right. Here you go. And who's playing in the Super Bowl again? <laughs> Stop. Shut up. All right. Gallo has gotten it. Here's the microphone. Who gets the first overall pick? Lugie. Yeah. First overall pick. Tommy Lugauer. All right. Tommy Lugauer. Let's put that one away. Also, Gallo, don't say Lugie like that. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's That's what Lugie does. I know. We'll let Lugie do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, quiet on the set. The number two overall pick goes to... Tiki Barber. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. The third overall pick goes to... Sean Morass. <laughs> and I'm going fourth, of course. Of course. All right. But me... you also get to go fifth. That's true. I, I kind of like my order. Thank so you, it is Gallo. Loogie, Tiki, Morash, Evan, and our very first ever... Who the hell is going to win the MVP of the Super Bowl draft? Are we draft? doing this right now? We're doing this right now. Oh, nice. Now. <laughs> We're doing this right now. What are we, waiting for Monday? <laughs> I don't know. We could have waited like 20 minutes or now, an hour. No, you guys... can't wait 20 minutes. We've got a big show announcement coming up. We have an action pack right. show. No messing around yeah. here. Got it. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I can do this off the top of my head because I already already know. So. Well, you need to prepare? I mean, you yeah. know who's on the Chiefs and the Niners? Okay. Take oh, your second, right? You still got to think about, like... Ooh. Who you think's going to have the most impactful day? And who you think's going to win? Right. Oh, one other thing, and tell me if you're good with this before we start drafting. The loser never wins. The loser. Well, it's happened once. One time. Super Bowl, like five, I think it was. It was Dallas Cowboy. Look at you. He just got into the Hall of Fame with my brother. That's the only reason I know. Look at you all over it. But you don't don't remember his name. (laughs) Do you want me to tell you his name? Uh, His name is Chuck Howley. Yeah, Howley. There you go. He's a linebacker. So here are the rules, by the way. Tell me if you're all good with this before we start drafting. If you want to take a kicker, you absolutely can. You want to take a backup quarterback, you absolutely can. Don't take a kicker. A kicker has never won the MVP of the Super Bowl. I know. Now, defensive players have. What I think we should do is you can take the Niners defense. You can take the Chiefs defense. And if anybody on said defense wins, you would be considered the winner. I think that's the way to go instead of going down the line with every yeah. defensive player. So if you took the Chiefs defense and Ladarius Sneed wins the MVP, you win. Correct. Got it. We all good with that? Yep. Yeah. Is this snake? Did you say that? Yes, yes I said snake. Okay, It sorry. is a snake draft. Now, do we have draft sound effects, uh, Sean? Did you... <laughs> who, who, that's your draft sound. Who's keeping track of this? You <laughs> Me. Write, you writing it all Me. down? I'm writing okay. it down. He better. All, all right. right. You're on the clock. Again, if you take Mahomes, you're done. That's your one guy, and it's over. So Tommy Lugauer... You're on the clock with the first overall pick. Brock Purdy. No, you, the, the, the pick wasn't in. You didn't play the sound. Ah. Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brock Purdy is on Team Lugie. The second overall pick belongs to Tiki Barber. You got to play the sound effect, Luke. Apologies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hmm. She Rice. Why are you going Rashi Rice? Yes. <laughs> I'm getting very excited right now. Sean, go ahead. The pick is in. Travis Kelsey. 
Are you guys kidding me? Don't mm-hmm. let this dope end up with Mahomes. Let him end up with Mahomes. You guys all passed on Patrick Mahomes? It's boring oh, to have one guy. No, right. the, the draft is falling my way. I'm begging Evan to take Mahomes. No, there. I know, because now he's set up on the way back. Right. Because once I take Mahomes, I'm done. So I, that's my one pick. And, and I kind of agree with what you were saying, that it's fun to draft people. So my draft's over because I got to be smart uh, with the fourth pick in the first round of the first ever Super Bowl MVP draft that we completely stole from a podcast I heard this morning. <laughs> but I gave him credit, so it's okay. I select Patrick Mahomes. Thank you very much. Loser. Go ahead. All right, so now Sean, Sean. Morash is back on the clock to snake around for round two. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, with this selection, my pick is in. <clears throat> <laughs> Try I to select. Mine. Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Who was your first round pick? Uh, Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, I'll kiss my ass. My nah, he set up very well. Kelsey right. and McCaffrey right off the top. All right, Tiki Barber, already has Rasheed Rice. Who will you go with your second round pick? Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Oh, I love it. All right, I Tommy Lugauer. Isaiah Pacheco. I am so surprised that Tiki didn't take Isaiah Pacheco. I thought he was going to. That's why I'm happy. He's not going to get enough carries. Because I stereotype that you're a running back, and that's what you do. You know, yeah. Come on. But wow. who wins Super Bowl MVPs? Running backs can win it, man. When was the last running back to win? The last back? running back to win it was holy crap. Was there a Patriot running back that won? <laughs> no. Mm. Uh, uh, let's see. Keep well, well done. <laughs> Terrell Davis. Thank you. Damn. So we do. I was playing when that happened. Wow. <laughs> now, for re- the most part. I've been retired for 17 years. And that was the beginning of my that is, career. I, I, you know what? I didn't realize how long it's been. Like, quarterbacks been win. Wide receivers win. And defensive players win, by the way. Right. So, I mean, that does happen. All right. Uh, Tommy Lugauer, you come around with the snake in round three. George Kittle, is he still on the board? He oh, is. my God. I would like to take George Kittle. Zero fear. I guess the pick wasn't in because you didn't put the sound effect. Yeah, not, oh, shut up right. with the dopey sound effect. And by the way, th- th- you'll see this, Tiki, in our fantasy baseball draft because uh-huh. Tiki and Sean have a team now in my league. Yeah, if we, if we have to find out who's on our team. But yeah, I got to give you that. I sent you the information last week, oh, by yeah, the way. No, uh, I never got any information. Uh, I didn't. I sent your rosters in the evidence. No, you Tiki. sent us how to log in, and we logged in, and there's nobody on our yeah. team. Oh, you're right. You know what? I how was I not that. CC'd on this email? I got to send that. All right. Um, Jalugi just pulled what is so annoying at drafts. What's We're that? three rounds in, and he's like, is George Kittle still there? <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Wait till uh, Tiki says, is Brock Purdy still there? I'll take no, him. You know I'm not taking Brock Purdy. No, of course not, because he sucks. All right, you got Rasheed Rice, you got Debo Samuel, Tiki, you're on the clock with your third-round pick. Kansas City Chiefs defense. Wow, KC defense. That's a good pick. Yeah. It's a very good pick. Sean Morash already has Travis Kelsey and Christian McCaffrey. You're on the clock. My pick. After the NFC Championship, how is it not Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Mm -hmm. Ayuk. Oh, it comes back to me now, doesn't it? Yes, because I'm out because I already have Mahomes. Even better. This is the final round, fourth round of the first ever totally ripped off MVP draft. Okay, with this pick. I don't want to play it. I select due to injury Sam Darnold. Wow. <laughs> oh, look at you. No, I kind of like that. I mean, because think about it. Brock Purdy did get hurt in the NFC Championship game a okay. year ago. Unfortunately, they didn't have, like, a quarterback. And so he's sort of right. Like, could you imagine? And as a Jet hater, he would get to enjoy that more than anybody if Brock goes down and Sam steps in. All right, so Sean's... 
pool of MVP picks are done. He has Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Sam Darnold. Three Niners and a Chief. Good mm-hmm. picks. Tiki Barber, you're on the clock. So I went back and watched Super Bowl 54, uh, including a touchdown. But you know what won championships, right? Defense. Kickers. San Francisco 49ers defense. Look at that. Master Tiki has surrounded defenses. He has the Niner defense, the Chief defense, Debo Samuel, and Rashi wow. Rice. So he has 24 players, technically. Technically, yes. <laughs> I have one. Volume. And Volume. here's Tommy Lugauer to finish out the draft. He's got Purdy, Pacheco, Kittle. Who is his final pick? All right, boys. This will not be Mr. Irrelevant, or should I say Mrs. Irrelevant. My Super Bowl MVP is this year's MVP, Taylor Denise Louise Swift. How the hell does that work? I, know. I just I ran out of names. Name. No, I can't pick Taylor Swift. As what? She winning the MVP. She winning. But if the Chiefs win in a blowout, maybe the NFL would award it to her. Co-MVPs <laughs> with Kelsey and Swift. Oh, the I proposal. Know. I know what happened here, Tiki. What's that? Tommy Lugauer, who's... No, no. He ran out of players. He doesn't know anybody what? on the Niners and Chiefs besides the, ni- the names we picked. Do you want me to give you one because we're omitting <laughs> something? The entire audience knows who Taylor Swift is, so I'm trying to, you know... Well, Broad audience here. Yesterday, the Chiefs activated Sky Moore, who hasn't played in forever. He's going to be a sleepy guy. I'm not taking Sky Vodka or Sky Moore or whoever. I'm Taylor Swift. Thank you. All right. He's taking Taylor Swift. Just Kyle Juszczyk would have been a better option. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Actually, Jarrett McKinnon would have been a better option. Yeah, McKinnon. Now we're just making it. But he's not playing. (laughs) He's probably not going to play. Well, you could have taken Pat Mahomes' backup, which I think is Blaine Gabbard. Or I could have made an MVS MVP corny joke. I went with the Taylor Swift corny joke. Darius Tony. Imagine that. Could have gone. They're not going to allow him into building the Chiefs at this point. All right, so the pool is over. Our MVP draft is complete. I am riding on Patrick Mahomes, who is the betting favorite right now at plus 150. Sean Morash has Travis Kelsey, who's fourth on the board. Christian McCaffrey, who's third on the board. Brandon Ayuk, who is two, four, like ninth on the board. And Sam Darnold, who I haven't seen on any board. Tiki Barber has Rasheed Rice, Debo Samuel, the KC defense, the San Francisco defense. And Tommy Lugauer has Brock Purdy, Isaiah Pacheco, George Kittle, and Taylor Swift. Nobody wanted to take Kadarius Tony. Clearly not. <laughs> or, Richie, even, or, or Richie James. We're not even sure the Chiefs wanted to take Tony on the plane. I know, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Could you imagine if they're all that Kadarius Tony wins the Super Bowl MVP? Right. By the way, just for like historical historical purposes, when you think about well, who wins the Super Bowl MVP, it is not. A hundred percent, the quarterback. No, it's like not. it's likely the quarterback. Mahomes won it last year, but the year before that, in that Rams Super Bowl, Cooper Cup won the MVP. Year he before, got paid that, because of it, didn't he? Or no, he got paid after he won. Got paid I mean, before, and then he then he won the MVP. I don't know. You got paid because he's Cooper Cup anyway. Right. But. Yeah, I think he got paid because he's good. Right. Uh, Tom Brady won the MVP in the twenty twenty one. Pat Mahomes the year before that. Julian Edelman in that ugly Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Nick Foles, Tom Brady, the two before that. The last defensive player to win was Von Miller. In that Denver-Carolina mm, Super Bowl. I, I kind of forgot that. Tom Brady won it in the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl. Malcolm Smith, defensive player, linebacker, yeah. won it in that Seattle-Denver ugly game at MetLife. Flacco, Eli, Rogers, Breeze before that. Santonio Holmes in the Steeler one. That's what didn't get down. By the way, in the Steeler Super Bowls, they won two Super Bowls in the Ben Roethlisberger era. He didn't win either of the MVPs. Mm-hmm. That's why he's not as good as Eli. Think about that. Heinz Ward and Santonio Holmes both won the MVPs. Didn't That's sh- going to come up when the Hall of Fame comes up. Of course, Super Bowl MVPs, right? That he didn't win the Super Bowl MVP? That Eli did, and he did not. I mean, Eli won it twice. I know. Yeah. 
I thought Rashard Mendenhall had one of those, which, didn't he have like a big Super Bowl where... No, you're thinking of Willie Parker. Willie Parker, I'm sorry, not Rashard. You're right. Didn't Willie Parker have one where we're like, I think he's the MVP? I think that was the Seahawk one. Yeah, the one but in 2005. That was Hines Ward, though, right? That was the one Hines yeah. Ward one, yeah. So it's likely... So wait, both of those Pittsburgh Super Bowls, the wide receiver one? Correct, yes. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's yeah. funny. And, and by the way, when the Bucks won, it was the most random defensive player, not any of their Hall of Famers. Yeah. And Tom Brady oh, won. Was, uh, I'm forgetting who it was now. But they had like Dexter Jackson. Yeah, he had two interceptions or something. Yes. That that was one of the right. times. Of def- and Tom Brady, for all the Super Bowls he won, there were two years where he did not win the Super Bowl MVP. The Julian Edelman won and the Deion Branch won. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I have Mahomes and you each have like 12 players, so. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I, win. That's the funny part. I am gonna win. I actually have 24 players. That's true. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If it's split and the Chiefs win, it doesn't just kind of feel like the Kelsey year. Like it, Mahomes, you a little voter fatigue. Well, okay. So here's my answer to that question. If you go to the AFC Championship game, the most recent football game we saw, I guess San Francisco is technically more recent, and they had an AFC Championship game MVP, which they do not have. The NBA just instituted one for the conference finals. There's a conference finals MVP. We know baseball has it. They have an NLCS, ALCS MVP. But let's say the NFL decided, hey, guys, we're now going to have a championship game MVP. I'll give you the numbers real quick because it's been a few weeks. Pat Mahomes was 30 for 39 for 241 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, and on the ground, six carries, 15 yards, so yeah. kind of minimal. Scored not a point in the second half. Right. Got shut out in the second half. Or is it Travis Kelsey? 11 targets, 11 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. It's Kelsey. It's Kelsey. So when you ask, like, is Mahomes going to win it by default, not if the AFC title game is an indicator, because if the AFC title game was the Super Bowl, I lose. <laughs> and, and Sean wins. Now, let's reverse that. Shake it off. Now, let's reverse that. NFC Championship game. Who wins the Super Bowl MVP? I'm sorry, the NFC Championship game MVP of that Niners-Lions It's Ayuk. No, it's Purdy. He ran for like 50 yards. It would be Purdy. It's tough for the quarterback not, not to win it play. because the receiver gets the ball thrown to them by the quarterback. But Tiki knows it. It's all about the play. The game changed on the play Ayuk made. <clears throat> it bounced off another guy's head and he caught it. It lucked into his yeah, hands. But that wasn't. Yeah, that's yeah, a great catch. It's a great moment, but it's not a great play. Yes, thank you. How about Christian McCaffrey got in the end zone twice, including the game? By the way, C Mac's a good one C-Mac, for the Niners. I'd say C Mac. Yeah. No, but my point is the I reason w- I would say C Mac. The reason I'm game. bringing this up is not necessarily to argue who's the fake MVP of a game. It's an indicator of hey, if this was the Super Bowl, it's not the quarterback who would have won. Right. It's not the. It hasn't been the. It was either one of these games. It wasn't the quarterback. But a running back could separate themselves a little more because Kelsey has to get the ball thrown to him, so they kind of combine right. stats. Where a running back could go for one fifty. The ball thrown to him. No, I know. You know he is. Well, but they only, want to give it to Mahomes. And not only that, Tiki laid it out, and I didn't even realize it until you brought it up. We haven't had a running back win the Super Bowl MVP since Terrell Davis. That's a long time ago. Long time. I mean, think about it. We haven't had anybody do it in the last 25 years. I'm trying to think of a great Super Bowl even running performance. Like, forget winning the MVP, but just... Was... I thought there was a Patriot running back. Maybe it was against the Eagles that had, like, 10 catches. Am I just not forgetting? No, you're right. It was either Vereen or the other guy that was like Vereen. I'm thinking, like, either James White, Shane Vereen. Yeah, he, like, yeah. has the all-time leader in catches Yeah, it was in all the these hidden, yard, hidden yardage. But yeah. that was in the Super Bowl. They lost to Philadelphia. Yeah. Right, so James obviously he wasn't going to win yeah. that. But... Interesting. All right, this guy wants to rip me for my draft, which is very offensive because <laughs> I think I did a great job. Dan in Trumbull, Connecticut, what did I screw up? Dan, what's up, man? What's up, Dan? Dan, are you there? He put his phone down, left it by the radio. No, he's got phone issues. I, I can help you because what I'm was his issue? What? I'm assuming 
the issue was, Evan, you didn't establish that Mahomes had to go in the first round, so why not take somebody else in round one and on the wrap round take Mahomes in round two yeah, and then you got two guys? I think, I, honestly, I think that if I didn't take Mahomes, he's out of the draft. I, that would be yeah. the way I'd look and at it. And by the way, guys, we're making this up on the fly. Let's not take it so serious. <laughs> no, because I didn't think Mahomes should just be a draftable player. Like, obviously, Lugia had the number one overall pick. He takes Mahomes, and we could have continued it. We could have well, if, I don't think he was a draftable we, guy because he's so obviously the favorite. If we would have excluded Mahomes, though, would there have been enough players? No, there would have been enough players. I think it's fair no, seriously, for, would there have been enough players? Yeah, because you could, you could go down the list if with you, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Like, you could have kept going. Yeah, but he got he gets two touches a game or two targets a game. Doesn't matter. Like, you're going to start going Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? You could. Yeah, absolutely. Ronnie Bell. I think, I think ultimately player. you guys made a decision. Kyle Juszczyk. Yes, yeah, you could have. I think you guys made a decision I think is ultimately wrong. You wanted to play the game and have fun, which I respect. So you said, I don't want to take Mahomes because my draft is over. I believe, and I have been honest about this for weeks now, for months, really the entire year, that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. They are. I have said this for months. They are going to win the Super Bowl. Everybody who bets against them, you guys are idiots. So I am as confident in Kansas City winning this game on Sunday as anybody, right? Why, I, I haven't been honest about it. Why are you yeah. so confident? Well, hold on. Calm down. We make picks tomorrow, but go on. No, I'm just saying. No, not you. I've been, but I've been confident this I mean, entire... I'm picking the Chiefs, too. So it is what it is. Like, <laughs> why I've been confident? The same reason I was confident against Miami. The same reason I was confident against Baltimore. The same reason I was confident against Buffalo. Because, A, they've got the best player on the field at all times in Pat Mahomes. B, they've got a defense that is comp- it's still underrated. Because everybody forgets how damn good this but defense you go. is. You just answered it, Evan. What? Brady has never won all those MVPs. They have a great defense. There's actually more options than ever to I, win MVP with the Chiefs. Hold on a second. I understand that. I'm yeah, not and a lot with of that. them are on defense, whether it's Chris Jones or Karloftis or whoever. So I should have taken the Chief defense with the first overall you pick. You screwed no. up. Too bad. Just I, admit it. I didn't screw up. I know it's an election <laughs> year, but that was some political answer you just I gave. Believe, you screwed up. I believe the Chiefs are winning this game. All right, we'll okay. make those predictions tomorrow. I am confident they're going to win this game. So why not take the guy who's probably 70% likely to win the award. Is that a fair number? If the Chiefs win the game on Sunday, would you say it's about 70% likely that Mahomes wins the MVP take? Um, 70%. Depends. I Yeah, I would say 70. Okay. Because the running back just doesn't win it. Okay. And and Rasheed Rice is a, so, is a rookie. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 